Write the world-changing book that will help grow your personal brand and your business as it makes the world a better place. Welcome to the Author's Corner, hosted by Robin Colucci. Every episode, we bring you some of the most successful authors, as well as other industry experts, to share some inspiration, motivation, tactical strategy, and fun. We'll also talk about the challenges and trends in the publishing industry. Don't get stuck in the idea phase. Join the Author's Corner today. Start writing the book you've dreamed about. Hello and welcome to the Author's Corner. I'm your host, Robin Colucci, and today we are going to be talking about a challenge that every author faces, which is once my book is out, how on earth do I promote it? And I found that this is a challenge for every type of author, regardless of what subject matter they're writing or whether they self-publish or even when they traditionally publish, everyone is confronting this question and struggling with it and feeling frustrated with it. And so I have invited today to join us, Melanie Hershorn. Melanie has extensive knowledge about the process of starting a business from scratch, as well as curating the best digital marketing content for your niche and creative effective writing to attract your ideal customer, aka ideal reader. Melanie has been a small business owner herself for seven years, and she provides her clients with guidance and encouragement that they need to succeed while growing their presence online and creating engagement with potential readers and customers. Melanie had a award-winning maternity clothing line, and those designs were sold on Nordstrom.com as well as at other retailers nationwide. And she did all of her own marketing for that business. She's also worked as a print, radio, and TV journalist, as well as a PR specialist in Hollywood. She has won numerous journalism awards and has received her master's degree in broadcast journalism from the University of Southern California. Melanie lives in Phoenix, Arizona with her husband, daughter, and son, and their Cavalier King Charles Spaniel, Marty McDogg. So enjoy this interview. I hope that you'll glean some insights on not only what to do, but the mindset and attitude that you can bring to growing your social media presence to help you get better results. So enjoy. Melanie, welcome to the Author's Corner. Thank you so much, Robin. I'm so happy to be here. And I am so happy to have you here because you're probably aware that it's one thing to get a book written. It's another thing to get a book published. But the place where so many authors literally feel dropped into the chasm of nothingness, (laughs) just free falling into nothingness and confusion is this last piece of book promotion. Yes. (laughs) Yes, they do. (laughs) Yeah. So I'd love to have you share with us a little bit about how you got involved in promoting books and your philosophy, if you will, on 
the approach that you particularly embrace. But first of all, let's hear about how did you get even going in this? Oh my goodness. Well, it was not a very linear thing. I will tell you that. I started out in PR and I learned a lot. And then I left when a certain redheaded comedian told me off on my birthday twice. And I thought, all right, I can't do this anymore. So (laughs) it was then that I decided that journalism truly was going to be my route. And I know that you and I have that in common, which is really fun. And so I worked at a newspaper and then I got a master's in journalism and then I worked at a radio station in news and then I got laid off when I was pregnant. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. And my entire world turned upside down because I went, oh my goodness, if I'm not a journalist, what am I? Uh, You know? So I had this idea again, like I said, it wasn't linear. I had this idea to design and manufacture breastfeeding clothing. Wow. Okay. I like this. I like this. You know, my path has also had many detours. So I love how I can relate to what you're you're unpacking here. So, okay. Clothing for, yes, that is a big deal. You know, if you've ever, anyone who's breastfed a child would immediately understand why this would be valuable and useful. Thank you. So (laughs) I saw a need and I'd always had this sort of entrepreneurial spirit, but I'd never really been able to test it out. My family is all quote unquote professionals. And if you don't go and somebody pays you, you're, you know, that's not a job. So I did that for seven years and I sold my clothes on Amazon and boutiques across North America and on Nordstrom's website as well. Oh, okay. So, I mean, it sounds great, right? It was a lot of work and, you know, I loved it because it was my baby. Then I hired somebody to help me with my marketing and it all went downhill. I had been doing my own marketing, but I thought, you know, I'm going to hire an expert because (laughs) (laughs) anyway, this, this woman was emotionally and verbally abusive to me. And I was actually telling this story to somebody the other day, because there's a lot that I don't talk about. There was a lot of like mind games. And even though I knew what was going on, I couldn't seem to extricate myself from it. No matter what I tried, I was, it's not that I was under her spell or anything. It's just that I couldn't get out. I was afraid if I did, she would like try to ruin me online. And then, so by the end, I felt like I was an inch tall and that I couldn't do any of my own marketing. Clearly I wasn't smart enough as she had been telling me. And I shut the business, you know, I shut the business and I thought, all right, I'm going to do something else. Cause this is making me miserable. I couldn't even open the door to my home office. Wow. Cause it was just so miserable to even go in there and confront the business at all. Yeah. Mm. So I decided, you know, what can I do? Well, I can help people with their marketing so that they never feel as awful as I feel right now. Mm-hmm. Cause I had learned a lot as I worked with that woman, plus all the things I had done in my previous careers. And so I started helping people with their marketing and it's such a rewarding thing. And then authors started coming to me and it was like the universe was hitting me over the head with a baseball bat. You know, you can help authors. They need your help. Cause I had been, you know, who can I help? You know, it, it was, <laughs> I kept saying, who can I help? And well, marketing, the- right. marketing can be quite broad, right? Like everybody needs marketing. So you're talking about trying to decide like, who's going to be your 
niche or the people that you most want to help. Right. Yeah, exactly. So niching down to who I can help with their online marketing. And it made so much sense because authors need what I like to call a VIP platform online so that when somebody goes to Instagram or LinkedIn, they don't just see an empty picture or pictures of spaghetti or, (laughs) you know, pictures of their grandkids. That's not what you should be putting out online if you want to step into thought leadership, which is what authors I work with, that's what they want. You know, they've written a book and, you know, as you know, you write a book, you're birthing a baby, right? But then if you don't raise the baby, the baby doesn't yeah. make it. It's like, yeah. we're not snakes. We, we actually <laughs> raise our young. <laughs> they hatch and slither away. <laughs> so you're not a snake. Don't slither away from your book. <laughs> Oh, I've never heard that metaphor, but I love it. <laughs> I'm keeping that one. <laughs> I promise to give you credit. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. So yes. Yeah, so helping authors continue to nurture their, it, yeah. their platform so that their book can stay front and center. Right. And so that they can stay front and center. So, you know, you asked me what I ascribe to. So a lot of times people will say, well, I'm going to just hire a publicist. Okay. That's great. You should hire a publicist. If you go on the Today Show and all you're offering is a web address or your email, do you think anybody's going to go to it and buy your book? I'm going to go with a 0% chance. Because people don't buy the minute they find out about something. They need a lot of touch points. So they're going to be lurking. They're going to be checking out your Instagram. They're going to see, is this person legit? What else have they done? Why are they an expert? And so that's what I help authors do is create that online persona so that when people want to come and buy their book, they learn about them and they basically join their customer journey, you know? we're here to make money, right? You might've written the book because you were called to do it, but at the end of the day, is it just for that? Probably not. Right. Yeah. So say more about that because that's also, you know, I think that a tricky thing that there's a misconception that I think a lot of people who haven't written a book yet are still thinking that they're going to get their ROI out of selling books. But yeah, I'll let you take it from here because I can see it. Yeah. No, it's true. There's, what is it? A list of eight, J.K. Rowling, James Patterson, Stephen King. That's it. Like those are the people that make lots and lots of money with their books. The rest of the world uses their book. They leverage their book to make money. So I have a client that I just finished working with. She's a hypnofertility specialist, which is really amazing. She helps women get and stay pregnant. And one of her books, we actually use that as her lead magnet, giving the book away for free. But when people read that book, they go, oh, I need to work with you. Mm-hmm. So you have to sort of break away from that, like you said, that mindset of going to sell the book and that's it. 
there's more to it. You can take that book, you can create a TEDx talk from it. You can create a, a program online, a course online based right on your book. Mm-hmm. And you got to market all that stuff so people know about it. Right. And so that's where that online presence doesn't only bring people's awareness to the book, but to the other offerings, which is really where you're going to see the ROI. So tell me a little bit about like, what are some of the core principles that you have around? Because you're really focused on the online marketing yeah. aspect. So do you have any like core principles or anything that you would apply to any author situation in general, as far as like how to effectively market themselves online? I Okay. So I love this question. No one's ever asked me this before. Thank you, Robin. Yes. Core principles. You have to be there front and center. You cannot hide behind your book cover. And you know, I had a client who couldn't handle being photographed and posting the photographs of herself online. She said, it's narcissistic. I said, no, it's not. It's marketing. I said, I understand. I understand that, you know, you don't feel comfortable posting pictures of yourself, but here's the thing. If people don't see your eyes, if they don't see you and who you are, they're not going to be interested in joining you because they're not going to know who you are. People don't remember we're behind screens more now than ever before. We are one dimensional beings to one another. And so you have to give more so people can see you so they can know, like trust factor. So authenticity and showing your face, those are my tenets and honesty. I'm a big, you know, people are worried about too much information. I say, share as much information as you are comfortable with. Hmm. But overall, when I work with an author, we go through their book, we pull out the good juicy nuggets that we can use online over and over again. And making sure that they always are forthcoming with their origin story mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that people know why, what is their mission? Right. What's the reason? So, so yeah. So I would say it's authenticity, showing your face and being mission driven. Mm-hmm. Those are the things. Yeah. And that origin story, just to clarify for some of our listeners who, who might not know what that is, right. Is that's often the story of like, how did you even get into this field in the first place? Like you just shared with us, Melanie, right? Like you got into this, helping people market their helping authors do better at marketing because you had an experience where you had an abusive marketing (laughs) person and you didn't want that to happen to other people. Right. And so when people understand that about you, it enhances the no like trust factor because any reasonable person would think, well, obviously she's going to want to treat me well and make sure that I feel good about this relationship and that, that, that she's giving me value because she's had that other experience. And I'll tell you, not everybody will do that. I mean, that's me being authentically myself mm-hmm. and, you know, you can reviews of me online and you'll see, yes, I do know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm doing, but you know, not everybody's going to react to your origin story with open arms, ready to give you a big hug. I remember I put it out to my email list a couple of years ago and I got an instant reply from this woman. It was grammatically incorrect. And 
<laughs> didn't completely make perfect sense. But the gist of it was you shouldn't be in business if you let somebody take advantage of you like that. Wow. Ouch. Yeah. And so I loved that she sent that because then I use it in presentations sure. to show people that you're going to get trolled. Yeah. But that shouldn't stop you. Is that woman my ideal client? I was just going to say, well, that's not your ideal client. No. And you know what? That's okay. Because clearly she hadn't anything better to do that day than to troll me. Yeah. Or I mean, I just, and I couldn't help but think like, she's probably really hard on herself. Yeah. She She got triggered, right? She She got triggered. Very tough day every day. If that's how she, yeah. Cause I mean, we all can, I mean. I had a three-year relationship with a, a con man. <laughs> so I mean, very smart people can be fooled by very skillful other people who want to take advantage. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I think it's, uh, we're all susceptible to those kinds of things. So it is great to have somebody, you know, to be able to turn to somebody who's going to handle the work with integrity and keep your best interests at heart and make sure that your best interests are achieved. So when you're working with someone, what is the first step? Like, are are you doing some sort of social media inventory or like, what do you, what do you do? How do you get somebody involved in this process? Right. So yes, we have to do an audit of everything that already exists and then make sure that the messaging is streamlined and is actually resonating with the person who's supposed to read the book, because if you don't have your messaging working for you, then all bets are off. Nothing's going to happen. You know, there are sayings like a confused mind doesn't buy. And I mean, but the truth is you have three seconds to make an impression. So if you aren't making any sense, you're not going to make an impression and people are just going to scroll on by, (laughs) you know? So we create coherent, cohesive, streamlined messaging. Mm. And then we work on doing all the things on the social channels. And the next thing that we work on is lead magnets, Mm. which I cannot say enough about Robin because the biggest, biggest, biggest mistake that authors make when trying to grow their email list is to give the first chapter of their book. (laughs) As <laughs> oh, tell me more. Now we're getting into some good juicy stuff here. So from here on in, you, dear listener, who's listening right now, I'm in your ears. Please don't ever do that again. If you've done it before, that's okay. Forgive yourself, move on, bless and release, but don't ever do it again. And here's why. If they don't know you, are they going to want to read the first chapter of your book? I think not. And is the first chapter of your book going to give them anything of value that they can really walk away with and go, oh yeah, I love this person. I'm going to hire them right now. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not. Definitely not. (laughs) So instead of giving away the first chapter of your book, because nobody's going to go, oh, I'm going to fork over the $9.99 to get the rest of it. <laughs> it's not about the money. It's about the value. Uh huh. So if you can take a look at your book, 
objectively and say, all right, what would be a thing before the book? So for example, if you're a life coach and you wrote a book about how to have work-life balance, well, that's great. But what if before the book was a quick PDF on 10 things you can do this morning to have a great day? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So then people look at this checklist and they're like, oh, I can do these 10 things. And then they do three of them, right? They're like, wow, this life coach really knows what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. Oh, and they have a book. Oh, and it's about work-life balance. I got to fork <laughs> over that $9.99 right now. So right. that's right. That's the process of it. And that's what we work on because look, I have a marketing coach. It's hard to do your own marketing. Yeah, yeah. It is hard because I think it's hard to see yourself, right? It's like, you can see yourself, but not in that objective way. And I find that I think a lot of times when we're looking at ourselves, we're not necessarily seeing our brilliance. I think more, more often than not, it's not just about being able to see your weak points. I think, I don't know about most of us, but I'm probably better at seeing my weak points than I, than I am at seeing my own strengths. Because I, I think that it's just like a natural thing where, I mean, I always want to be improving. I always want to look for how can I be better, right? But I think when you have to market yourself, you've got to really be able to pinpoint and, and, and express the value that you're bringing. So yeah, so say a little bit more about that. Like, what do you see with your clients? Well, in terms of being able to be objective, I don't see that it's very possible for anybody to be that objective. Because, you know, when you've written a book, you are... I mean, you're bearing your soul. It doesn't necessarily mean that you've told your entire life story, all the, you know, aired all the dirty laundry, but it's such an intimate thing to write and then to put it out into the world for other people to read and critique. It can be scary. So then to go a step further and to have to market it, it's almost like this incredibly daunting task because it's like, well, I wrote the book. Can it just speak for itself? But it can't. I was going to say that is the thing, right? That authors struggle with. It's like, and I think you just said it perfectly. I've written the book. Can it just sell itself? <laughs> right. And it really can't. No, it really can't. And so as much as we fantasize and wish and hope, it just isn't going to happen that way. Right. And I think that, you know, sometimes it gets presented that way online that write a book and all your problems will be solved. But it isn't quite like that. I mean, nothing in life is that easy, right? Well, you can't really get a free lunch or what's that other one? All, all good. All, no good deed goes unpunished. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes that happens. I'm like, oh, why did I do that? Right. Um, <laughs> so that's why I make a point of being the cheerleader slash support system emotionally slash guide for my clients. Right. Now say more about that. So, cause you're doing like a done with you kind of situation where you're coaching them to fish. You're not doing the fishing. That's correct. And I am able to help them bring on somebody to do the fishing, oh, but, I, cool. but I do believe that you as an author need to know the basic tenets of marketing, because these are skills that are 
transferable mm-hmm. for the rest of your life, whatever you're doing. And, you know, and I think there's something else there too. And that's, this is also true with sales, right? Is that you do need to understand how to effectively market and how to effectively sell so that when you do hire someone, if they're not performing, that you have some leverage to be able to call them out on it and assert yourself and your needs. Because, But if you don't know how to market or you don't know how to sell, then when they're not performing, you can't say, well, I know how to do this and I know I can get a result. So why aren't you getting a result? You can't say that. I I think those are two areas that before you farm out, you really do need to achieve a certain level of mastery. I couldn't agree more, truly, because a lot of people will come to me and they'll say, well, I have a VA doing my social media, so I'm good. And I say, all right, well, tell me more about that. And they'll say, well, I don't really know what she's doing. Or she'll send me posts and I'm supposed to approve them. So I just approve them, but I don't know if they're doing anything. And that's a big waste of time and money. I mean, it's crazy. I had a client when we started working together, she was focusing on LinkedIn and she had some company doing her LinkedIn posts. And so we sat there on Zoom looking at all the posts post after post of the most, gosh, it was just, it was talking to nobody. It was just so painfully generic. She would get maybe one like, and she had a vast network. And I showed her in real time how, when you are not targeting your messaging in the right way, when it's not written to the people that you are trying to reach, it's not going to be effective. And if you don't have somebody guiding you with that, then you're just wasting your time and your money. Yeah. Let me ask you this, because that, that is a big deal, like metrics, right? So I'm gathering you also teach your clients how to evaluate a social media promotion plan. Can you say a little bit more about that as well? Absolutely. So before I even talk about the evaluation of I also teach engagement strategies because many of us are guilty of, I posted on Instagram and then I walked away. And that is not going to be an effective marketing strategy because you need to engage with your followers as well. So I teach people how to engage with their followers to grow their community. And then I say, okay, See how this engagement is growing your following. See how you're actually having conversations with people who are your potential readers, clients, etc. And that is, I think, the difference. That's what makes the difference. So then we look at, you know, for example, their metrics. Well, you can see you went last week, you had zero followers. This week, you've got 50 right? And then it keeps growing. We also look at who is engaging, how are they engaging? And then with email, because in my opinion, Robin, email is, you have to do it. I mean, there was that fateful day in October, 2021, when Instagram and Facebook shut down and everybody freaked out because they didn't know what to do, except for those of us with robust email lists. And we just sent emails and said, see, 
This is why. Because you're really just parking your car in the meta parking lot these days. And they can. Yeah, no they kidding. Can, That's going to get worse. It's about to get worse. Right. <laughs> With the metaverse. Right. They can tow your car if they want. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah. So. Yeah. And really, I mean, I think that when, you know, landing in someone's inbox is a whole nother level of access that enables you to directly market to them. So when you have people, people's emails, then you have that access to their inbox where you can market to them, not just your book, but those programs. And I'm so happy to hear, like, I have the same philosophy, right? Like I'm always telling people, you're not going to get rich off your book. It's what you do with it. That can really change your life financially as well and otherwise, right? For the better and change lots of other people's lives too. So, do you have like a journey mapped out for these for these potential readers, or like what what is the journey that you help that is optimal for your clients to be able to take these social media followers on? Well, it's going to be different for every person, but the way I work with a client is we work one-on-one and I take them through a journey so that they grow as a marketer. (laughs) And then as we take their customers, we'll lay it out. Usually it begins with the lead magnet and we create a welcome sequence so that emails are flooding in. And then we're repurposing those emails for social media and creating excitement not just about the book launch, but also about anything that follows, any kind of event, any kind of program launch, that kind of thing. Because a lot of people feel like, well, I wrote the book already and nothing happened, so it's over. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you something. It's not over. Your book did not fall off a cliff. It still exists and you can still market it. There are ways to take a book that was written two years ago and make it all exciting again and all new. And you don't have to redo the cover. It's really about how you position it with your people. Yeah. I think a lot of people make the mistake of thinking that if they promote their book for three months and it doesn't catch on that, quote, it didn't work. And it's just not true. I mean, I think a great example is Jack Canfield and Mark Victor Hansen, you know, the famous chicken soup for the soul, that first book, they promoted every day, both of them working on it every day for 14 months before they hit the New York Times bestsellers list. If they had stopped in month three, we would have never heard of chicken soup for the soul or Jack Canfield, right? Or Mark Victor Hansen. And so you see this over and over and over again. I mean, Jen Sincero is another great example with You Are a Badass. Like I saw her speak in Boulder as part of, I don't even know how many cities she hit a good year before. I'm pretty sure it was a good year before her book hit the New York Times bestsellers list, but she was out speaking everywhere she could from what I could see. But the interesting thing is when people do that consistent promotion over time, And it does start to, and the book does start to get traction that lasts for years, right? You are a badass was on the New York times bestsellers list for at least three years. I'm, you know, two, three years from my record, I'm totally talking off the top of my head, but, but I remember noticing that it was um, well over a year. Right. And that's the point because marketing is the long game. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Mm -hmm. you say to me, well, after working with you for six months, what's going to happen? I say, well, you are going to have 
all your ducks in a row so that those ducks get to multiply. You know, you just keep growing and your influence keeps growing. And that thought leadership, that goal of being the go-to expert in your space, that's where you are heading. But if you stop, you got to start again. Yeah, exactly. And that's the other thing, right? That people will do. I'm guessing you've observed from what you've said, right? Mm -hmm. Start, do a big push. It's not working. Stop, wait a year, try again. And then you're just mowing the same patch of lawn. Exactly. That reminds me of one of my favorite Dr. Seuss books. Oh, yes. And there's, it's uh, how lucky you are. Did you ever know how lucky you are? And it's this poor guy named poor Ali Sard who has to keep mowing his uncle's backyard. And the faster he mows it, the faster he grows it. So he just has to keep mowing that lawn. And you're right. If you stop, you lose momentum. And when you do that, you're starting from scratch every Mm -hmm. single time. Mm -hmm. That's why it is imperative if you really want to become that expert, to become that authority, to have a plan and to execute it every day, even if you just don't feel like it. If you dig deep (laughs) down, look, there are days where you just don't feel awesome. Everybody has them. But if you dig deep down and you say, okay, what's my mission? Why am I doing this? You know, why am I really doing this? Who am I going to be able to help today? Mm. Who is that one? Like visualize that one person who would really, you'd change their life just by them reading your book today. Mm-hmm. That's going to help you get out of bed and do the thing. So true. So true. That is so true. That's actually the mantra before I do a sales conversation is I say, how can I change this person's life today? How can I help this person? How can I change this person's life today? Because if you're focused on that, instead of how can I make the sale or how can I get them to buy my book, then you're coming from a much different place. And it's a much more attractive place than thinking about how you're going to get something from them. Right. Because selling is serving, right? I mean, everything that we're doing here is to serve. You didn't write this book so that it could sit in a box and collect dust. You're trying to make a difference in this world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the author, even when you have a publisher, the onus is on the author to make sure that those books get into the hands of readers. That's right. And I've heard it said that the publisher will roll out the red carpet about two feet. Yep. (laughs) And then you're on your own, kid. (laughs) Here you go. (laughs) One thing for sure is a publisher has a much easier route to actually get your book into physical bookstores, brick and mortar stores, um, get on the shelves there, which, you know, you could argue isn't that big of a deal anymore, but oddly it is, (laughs) you know, oddly it does, it does make a difference. And, you know, there's just some more gravitas, right. That comes with having that traditional book deal, which can help you get better publicity, for example. But beyond that, you know, you're, you're really on your own when it comes to marketing. And I think that that's why, that's why I invited you today, right? Because I think that I have many traditionally published clients who have that experience, right? That the book comes out and then they just feel like, now what do I do? Right. Right. And so, you know, they're not sure because the publisher is not necessarily helping them. And, you know, I give them a little guidance, but Hey, this isn't my zone of genius either. (laughs) 
right? <laughs> so give them a little bit of a direction, but, but this is so helpful. So, all right, what have I not asked you that I should have or that you wish I would have? Oh my God, I love this question. This is the question that all journalists ask at the end of interviews, because I'll tell you why I'm going to, we're going to be magicians revealing the secrets is because that's when you get the really good juicy nuggets that people didn't answer beforehand. (laughs) Now, see, you're the first person that's called me out for my journalism feathers. For asking, that is my traditional last question of my podcast interviews. But now the secret's out that this is the, you're right. This is how journalists get often the lead. (laughs) I have gotten some amazing, when I worked in radio news, this was the question because then people would say, well, I just feeling a certain way. And you'd say, oh, well, tell me more. And then you're absolutely right. That was always the lead of the story. Well, in this case, Robin, I did not bury the lead. (laughs) (laughs) I never do. In fact, I'll complain to my mother all the time. Stop burying the lead. Get it out. What are you trying to tell me? What's the point, mom? (laughs) What's the point, mom? (laughs) I think if anything, if I could sum it up beautifully, wrap it in a, you know, a gorgeous Cartier bow, I would say that all is not lost. All is not lost. You just need to ask for help because you probably asked for help when writing the book. So don't be shy to ask for help when marketing the book. You're not born knowing this. That's not the thing you're supposed to be born knowing. Yeah. And that's why there are people like me who can help. There you go. Awesome. Well, Melanie, thank you so much for being with us today on the Author's Corner and sharing your amazing wisdom. Thank you so much. Do you want to learn more about how to write a high-profit book? If so, check out my free six-part video series that will give you the information you need to begin writing a value-packed, badass booklet and reap all the rewards of having a full-length book. Just go to the website, highprofitbookformula.com. And get access to this free six-part video series. Thanks again for listening to The Author's Corner. Thank you for tuning in to another amazing episode of The Author's Corner. You're one step closer to writing the world-changing book you've dreamed about for years. To access today's show notes and other helpful resources, simply visit our website at theauthorscorner.com. A positive review would be appreciated. Until next time.